This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in this city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Before I get to the subjects at hand, I want to stop, full stop, and acknowledge one of you, our listeners. I mentioned earlier this week that Sherry, and I'll just use her first name, was retiring from the NYPD. This happened on Tuesday, and this is after nearly 40 years, 4-0, of service. And Sherry is kind enough to join me live right now. Good morning to you, Sherry. Good morning, Dominic. So talk to me about how does it feel to retire after 40 years of service? Well, it's bittersweet. It's a lot of mixed emotions. It's, I guess, you know, it's like a death in a way. Okay. It's it's like an end to something. But then there's also, you have the optimistic side of what, what your future will hold. Did you have any idea you would be with the NYPD? For what, 39 years and how many months? Four months and five days. (laughs) Wow. Did you have any idea your service would be that long? No. And, in fact, there was another male officer who was in my academy class, and we used to run into each other. And, like, when we hit 15 years, we'd be, like, 20 and out. I don't know. And then went to 25. Then we hit 30. Then we hit 35. And I says, I think I'll be gone before you. Now, Sherry, how is this possible when you're only 21? I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I do want to ask you this. How tough is the job of law enforcement these days? These days? Well, when I came on, it was the height of the crack era. In the 80s? Yes. Okay. So it was a different kind of toughness. But now, with all the restrictions that are placed on offices, it makes the job a lot harder. And and how tough is it for a, a woman on the job? I hope that's not a sexist question. No, because honestly, when I first came on, there weren't that many women per se. So we actually had to work a lot harder than the guys did. And so the the $800 question, now that you've done 40 years in the NYPD, what's next? What are you going to do now? I don't know, but the body's a machine. It's got to do something. It's got to work. It's got to move. And so uh, what, what? explain what they did for you Tuesday. It's a ceremony when, when you're retiring. What is it called again, a walkout ceremony? Correct. It's called a walkout. And I saw the pictures, and we see we see you in dress blues. The uh, the other, I guess that's what it's called. The other officers in dress blues, and you are uh, walking into a police car. So that that's the last time that you walked out of the station house officially. In uniform, yes. Wow, wow. So tell me, I'm going to let you go uh, in a second, but I just wanted to speak to you because I feel that uh, police officers have an impossible job and you are some of the biggest heroes that we have in American society. And I feel that we should appreciate our police officers and that you're demonized these days around the country and it's just not fair. 
I want to close this way, Sherry. What, what, first, what has been the best part of the job in your 40 years with the NYPD? Uh, I met a lot of really nice people. Uh, events that were great, like the Yankees parade, the Macy's fireworks, uh, the camaraderie that you, friendships that you build. There's people I work with when I was a rookie that I still talk to. Wow. Now, if I ask the uh, plus, then obviously I have to ask the other side, what has been the worst part of the job in your 40 years? What people can do to people and to themselves. Wow. Well, Sherry, I I just wanted to start out the show uh, acknowledging you as one of the listeners here at WABC. 40 years strong, that's a long time. What made you go into policing? Uh, it was something, uh, when I was a kid, uh, I always liked the police officers like around my school, and I admired them. Mm-hmm. And it was something I figured I would do. Well, And we, timing was right. Well, we admire you, I admire you, and are you going to stay in New York, or are you out of here? Uh, I have an elderly mother who refuses to leave, so um, basically I'll be in New York. Okay, well, we we can use your help here, and it's phenomenal that you put in 40 years to the NYPD, and I just felt that you were more important than any topic I might be discussing at this hour. I wanted to start the show with you this morning because you deserve it close to 40 years to the NYPD. Thank you so much. Thank you, and I'm highly flattered by that comment. Well, it, it's it's coming from the heart, and I wouldn't say it unless it was true. Thank you so much, and, and good luck with your retirement, and don't be a stranger, okay? No, I'll be calling in. Okay. Even when you disagree with me, call in and let me have it, like everybody no, else. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I don't well, want to be the new Sam, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sherry, thank you. Thank you very much. I know you probably have to get some rest. You know, you just yeah, retired exhausted. this week. You, you've got to be on an emotional roller coaster. Thank you for joining mm-hmm. us live this morning. God bless you, and good luck on your retirement. You too, Dominic. Have a great show. Thank you. So now let's get to it, folks, and you can probably pull out your watch and predict what the topic is this morning. You already know it's this issue that just is not seeming to go away, and that is the uh, dinner that was held um, by former President Trump. And this is why I said last night that he should apologize. Because a lot of this is politics. It's payback time for for the critics. And I always thought that Mr. Trump had a a great relationship with Benjamin Netanyahu of uh, Israel. The returning Israeli prime minister, Mr. Netanyahu, praises Mr. Trump. He praised him Wednesday for his contributions to Israel, but said the former president, president's decision to dine with disgraced rapper Kanye West and the Holocaust denier was, quote, wrong and misplaced. Mr. Netanyahu says, I condemn Kanye West's uh, anti-Semitic statement. Straight away, I thought that was just wrong and misplaced. This was an interview published uh, Wednesday on the website that is referred to as uh, common sense, and Netanyahu goes further, and he says, I think that's what I would say about President Trump's decision to dine with this person. I think it's wrong and misplaced. I think it's a mistake. He shouldn't do that. Now, of course, we all know by now Mr. Trump was blindsided. And up top, up top, let me just say that... um. He's not anti-Semitic. He's definitely not racist. That is Mr. Trump. But this is politics. And and he he made a mistake. He made a mistake. And and more importantly, his people made a mistake. One, friend or not, uh, given Mr. Uh, Kanye West's current status, there's no way in the world, advice or not, that Mr. Trump should have been sitting down with Kanye West or the clowns that come with the sideshow. We are going to be taking your telephone telephone call starting right now, 800-848-WABC, 
1-800-848-9222. According to published reports, Mr. Trump is reportedly furious with Kanye. Um, the video that Kanye released uh, of the dinner uh, using profanity uh, and responding, and he believes that Mr. West tried to, uh, if you believe the published reports, tried to sabotage him by bringing Mr. Fuentes, Fuentes, Fuentes. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. I'll get it right sooner or later. I had never heard of this guy before. He said some awful things. And um, according to NBC News, Mr. Trump said about Mr. West that he's crazy. He can't beat me. And the former president has uh, denied knowing uh, this individual. Uh, But yet, this is the issue that is uh, just not going away. So, we see your phone calls coming in. We're going to get to them. Uh, You may have heard my tease earlier tonight in which I said that uh, in San Francisco, they just approved permitting police to use killer robots. And I say, bravo, fantastic, bring them on. Bring them on. Why do I say that? Because it will save lives. So the San Francisco Police Department, under this policy, will be authorized to use the robots to carry out deadly force in extremely limited situations when risk to loss of life to members of the public or officers is imminent and outweighs any other force option available. And before you folks start with me on this one, the department is severely, the police department of San Francisco, severely limiting how many high-ranking officials, officers, will have the authorization to use the robots as a deadly force option. All I can tell you, folks, is if I'm if I'm an officer on the job and there's somebody that's determined to die by cop by suicide and this individual wants to kill as many cops as humanly possible, why should my life be at risk for this piece of trash? It really is that simple. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls. A lot of you want to talk about Mr. Trump and uh, also about the robots in San Francisco. There are some other issues we have, but let's start with Chris and the Catskills. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Good morning, Chris, Chris, your phone line is awful. I don't know. It sounds like you're in Siberia. How am I, how am I sounding now? It sounds much better. What, were you on speaker or something? Wait, wait, wait. It's going, it's going. Wait, Chris, you're going in and out. You got it? I just stepped outside. How do I sound now? You you sound great. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) So I saw this on CNN. Okay. Like 20 minutes ago, they had a panel discussion about it, and I I figured you and Frank Morano would want to be discussing this, and so I uh, called in to talk about it. Okay, so let's talk about it. I agree with everything you said. Um, I think it's worthy of topic of discussion. I think there's going to be a lot of um, they better better make sure they don't have collateral damage because the first time it happens, there's going to be a lot of attorneys waiting for you know lawsuits against the city of San Francisco. You but, can say you know, that again. If this Chris. is something, if like say Baltimore, Maryland, if that Frank Launer brought up last night has a murder rate that's really high right now, or other cities that are having problems of that nature if this is something that spreads to other parts of the country. Well, Chris, it's going to be interesting, and I do have to be honest with you. You brought up an element that I had not stopped for a second to think about. The lawyers, you already know that that they are waiting uh, for this to come into place. But again, the police, I watched some of the uh, interviews with police officials from San Francisco. Uh, this will only be used in a very, very, very limited uh, situation. But my point, Chris, is that why should we put the life of a police officer and at risk, frankly, for some loser 
that's determined to take out as many people as humanly possible. I just don't understand what what's the big deal. What what's the big deal with this? You know, but what, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Have you ever heard the Wait, Pittsburgh Chris, area? Chris, your radio phone, your phone is going back and forth. I, I got to stop Moore? the call because I can't. It's hard to hear you, Chris. Please don't call anymore, whatever way you're you're doing it, because it sounds like you're in Siberia. Let's go to David in the Bronx. Good morning, David. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Yes, good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Um, on this subject of, and I hate to keep going back to this uh, meeting between Kanye and Trump, but the issue here is that Trump was well aware. There's no way he didn't know about Kanye's recent anti-Semitic statements, okay, and the fact that he's mentally ill, okay? Forget the other guy, Nick Fuentes, for a second. Donald Trump still, still has not come out and condemned the anti-Semitic statements of Kanye West or the other gentleman. Why hasn't he done that? And I don't understand how you can vouch so enthusiastically that Donald Trump is neither an anti-Semite or a racist. How do you know what's in that man's heart? I can't say what is in his heart, but I have my doubts about what's in his heart. How can you be so certain? Because, David, frankly, you don't know him the way that I do. I know him on a personal level. And believe me, my instincts are razor sharp. If he was anti-Semitic or racist, racist. I would know it in a New York minute, and I would have never, ever been in his company. And when he went to shake my hand, I would have been like, no, I'll pass in a nice way. You don't, you don't think, David, that, 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 uh, that I can see someone or, or many of us have the instincts to see where someone is coming from? No, I agree with you. But see, my instincts, and I've never met the man, but my instincts from watching him for what forty years? Right, but but what, but wait, but David, let me just say this, and I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you finish. See, here's the problem. This is what I refer to as the illusion. Often, what you see on TV with any official, any official, is not what you get when you're near them. So let me give you an example. One one small example. I was told that Obama was one of the greatest. The media told us one of the greatest speakers. Ever, ever. And when I saw him in person, I saw someone that had a horrible tan and was not a good speaker at all. But yet, uh, with the clips from television, and, and this is no disrespect of the former president, but he was just so articulate and the words come so smoothly. And so oftentimes, when you're dealing with, you're looking at the public persona on television. And so Donald Trump, what he presented on television was not by not by coincidence. He wanted to present strength. He wanted to present, I don't apologize. That was all part of his image. But I promise to let you have the last word. So go right ahead, David. Okay. I have said repeatedly over the years that Donald Trump is a narcissistic sociopath. And I can tell you something about this because I've had experience because I have several in my family. People like that are incredibly charming when they're in front of you in person, especially if they're trying to impress you. But if you cross them, forget it. They become irate. They become nasty. And they say vicious and hateful things. David, can can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? That makes for a smart and good politician. If if people fear you, I'm talking about other elected officials. Look at what Trump did on the world stage, David. And again, I'm going to give you the last say here, but look at what he did on the world stage. They did not mess with him because of his unpredictability. They did not know what his next step might be. And so you can't look at it from the perspective of a regular person to a regular person. There's nothing regular about Donald Trump. But anyway, meaning that not a regular individual, everything with him or any president is times 100. Go ahead, David. Final word before I move on. Okay. Oh, David, wait. We're having a problem with your phone now. Wow. I I don't know. No, no, no. no, You're going in and out, David. I can't understand you. I I have to step in. Thank you. Thank you very much, David, for the call. Folks, please make sure you're, it's best if you call from a landline, number one. 
because cells are so unpredictable. And you got to make sure you're in a good area because I don't have time to stop. I've got to keep moving. So let's go to William in Asbury Park. And William is making the point that I've been making all along since this story broke. Folks, don't fall for the nonsense. The Secret Service knew who this guy was, this uh, white supremacist. Good morning, William. What's your take on this? Exactly. Because the average person might not know about him. You know why? Because you could go through his social media. The thing is, he probably was banned off of it a long time ago. What does the Secret Service have? Access to the NSA databases. They knew exactly who this guy was. Trump was set up. He knew Kanye. He was trying to pull Kanye back to the edge because Kanye saying stupid stuff that's hurting the movement for liberty. And uh, on the combat robots, the thing is, combat robots don't know about the Geneva Convention. They don't respect your constitutional rights. And who's running the robots? The same people that collapse civil society in the city centers by, with the bail reform. Uh, I don't trust them with the robots. Okay, hey, hey, William, William. So then, so then. You know, folks, when 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 you folks call up here, I'm going to start saying, so, Madam Mayor or 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 Mr. Mayor. So, William. Right. We all can criticize. I want you to tell me quickly. So then what's the answer? The answer is uh, enforcing the laws that we have, not not need not having a need for combat robots on uh, on your block because. William, that's misinformation. No one said robots are going to be on your block. The yeah, ro- but the- it'll go there because you set the legal precedent to use combat robots against American citizens. When you set that legal precedent that a robot's going to have a gun mounted to it and shoot at an American citizen, believe me, it'll go there. They, they said the Patriot Act would never be used against American citizens, and hey, Ron Paul was warning you and did it. Yep, yep, hey, it hey, sure w- did. Hey, William, let me let me ask this question before we uh, move on here. Yes, So sir. the same screaming was done by advocates about use of video cameras. Oh, a violation of civil civil liberties. Oh, no privacy. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, what's the government going to do? Which was a new wait, argument. Wait, 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 no wait, 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 uh, morning. Let's go to David in New Jersey. Good morning, David. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi. Good morning, Dominic. Thank good you uh, for taking my call. Um, you know, one quick comment that I wasn't going to make about the uh, video that you had just brought up is it would be nice if these videos are available when they should be, like, for example, with the whole Pelosi case. Wouldn't that be amazing if we actually got a video on now, that? Now, you know what, uh, David? You know what, David? You are right on point there. When a person is right, they are correct. And yeah. we still haven't seen the video of the attack. And we never will. <laughs> of, on Pelosi's husband. We still haven't uh, heard the statement from the suspect. It's like. You know, nobody nobody wants to talk. It happened, over and done with. She retires, move on. So you make a great point there, David. Yeah, and to that point about facts, and that's and that's what the point is that I want to make regarding the meeting uh, or dinner or whatever you want to call it with Trump and Kanye and, and these other characters. Uh, you know, we really don't know the facts. It just happened, and we're just getting information leaking here and there. And so many people, as usual, are voicing opinions about what Trump should do. Trump should apologize. Trump should do this. Trump should do that. You know, I would really like to digest the facts and find out, you know, who set up the meeting? Uh, You know, how did Kanye end up at the table? I mean, was he invited? Did Trump actually invite him and his uh, friends to the table? What did they talk about? You know, when we... Well, let me just say this, and then I'll let you finish. This is the point that I've been trying to make on the radio, right? 
So yeah. we're, we're told by the media that Trump is a racist and that fa- basically that black people hate him, right? That's that's what we're told. But folks, the reality is so different from that from that statement. So, for example, what I know for a fact, when I've been in front, now this is before he became president, when I've been in front of Mr. Trump, I've seen the rappers personally texting him. So they, they, you said, how did Kanye get there? So they had this relationship. Trump was involved with boxing and so on, and, and the rappers loved him. And I would see them at 50 Cent and on. They won't admit it now, but I've seen the text as they come in. So probably that's what happened. Kanye probably, and I believe that's what's been reported, that Kanye reached out to Trump, and Trump said that he sat down with him because he wanted to give him almost some fatherly advice that the young man is blowing his life. That was a mistake again by Mr. Trump because Kanye needs serious, serious help. Well, anyway, David, go ahead. Yeah, and and so when we, if we're able to get clarity on you know, how this all unfolded, then we can pass judgment on what it all really means. But we really just have to look at his actions. People have been calling this man a racist and all of these different categories of of things that, you know, put him in the sewer, where his actions speak for themselves. Look at what he did as president. Look at what he did for Jewish people, for Israel. His actions speak for themselves. Put his actions up against any former president in my, I'm 55 years old, in recent history that I can remember, and Republican or Democrat, he, no pun intended, trumps them all. So Israel and Jews should be, you know, looking at the facts. And and I'm I'm sick of hearing about all of this anti-Semitism that, you know, is 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 focused on Trump. Show me where and how. So that's really. Uh, well, I I I hear you, David, and um, you you make some uh, some very uh, valid points. But at the end of the day, um, father figure or not, the meeting with uh, Kanye West uh, should not have happened. And it was Kanye West that took the meeting public. So maybe, maybe he was trying to sabotage uh, Mr. Trump. Who knows? But, David, I I thank you for the call. Let's go to Tony and Clifton. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Hi, my friend, Dominic. Hi. You're doing doing an outstanding job. I just really learn a lot listening to you. I just wanted to tell you briefly about the the robot cops. Yes. It's so funny. I mean, on the lighter side, I think it's a a good thing. I think maybe San Francisco is a good place to do the test um, because there's a lot of issues that could come up. So let's see how they do with it. I think I would rather see a a policeman not get hurt. So I agree with you. Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. Just just for a quick minute, I was watching 2001 A Space Odyssey. When you get a chance, watch it. Because the robot, Hal, which was on the spaceship, took over and was a bad and was a bad computer i mean the computer how was bad so they do need to you know manage the robot system and make sure it's working for legal purposes well i hey, really go ahead tony i'm the, sorry watch the movie it's okay it's kind well, of, well it's tony kind of, tony here's my point how about yeah. this why don't we put the fear in the criminal as opposed yeah. to the police officer why don't we put the fear in the in the criminal that listen sir we've tried to negotiate <laughs> with you in good faith we've given you 3 hours you are threatening to do whatever either you I come out or we're sending the robot in it's it the time <laughs> for negotiation is now officially over what is your choice it is your choice sir I agree with you. Let's let's see how they do in San Francisco. I want to I want to keep our policemen safe too. And God bless you, Dominic. Thank you, Tony. And and again, being honest with you folks, in this day, and this is somewhat controversial, but that's what I do. In this day of George Floyd, oh oh oh, you know, yes, what happened to Mr. Floyd was horrible, but I will continue to say that this guy was not a Boy Scout. And eventually, we have to look at his background. Eventually. Eventually. 
The kid in Minneapolis, oh, oh, he's a victim. He's a victim. Oh, oh, what the police did was absolutely horrible. Well, sir, why didn't you just stop the car? What, what, sir? Why, why did you try and get back Dante uh, Wright? I'm sorry, the young man is no longer with us. But young man, uh, you know, to his family members, with all due respect, I would say, well, um, he chose to get back in the car and to try and flee the scene. The officer, she made a mistake. That's that's what her testimony was. She reached for, she thought she was reaching for her taser. She instead reached for her gun. Uh, Anybody that's ever been around the police, you know that it's not Hollywood and that a vehicle is a deadly, a very powerful, strong, deadly weapon. So you wouldn't have a robot in a situation like that. But if somebody has already shot a police officer and 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 they're holed up and, and they're threatening this and threatening that, listen, sir, the time for negotiation is over. Either you come out with your hands up or the robot is coming in. Which choice? Listen, I got to go to lunch. Whatever way you want to work this out is the way that we can do this. Now, that may sound like I'm not being sensitive, but that's how I really feel. Because police have an impossible job. When we come back, more of your telephone calls from Philadelphia to Long Island, Staten Island, Westchester, New Jersey, Yonkers, Hell's Kitchen, and Virginia. Talk Radio 77 WABC. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are about to go back to the uh, telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you up until the top of the hour when Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, will get underway. I'm I'm thinking about, we'll get back to Trump in just one second. I'm thinking about the woman because I've been in this situation many times, um, or at least a few times, when, when I ran out of gas on the uh, George Washington Bridge and the men come with that huge truck and, and he started laughing. And of course, you know, I don't want to stop, frankly, in the city and I'm on my way home. So let me just make it to right before exit one on the Palisades Parkway and I'll stop at the gas station there and get gas and feel safe and then go home. But the problem is your car engine <laughs> doesn't always agree with what your sentiment is. And so, uh, great people, though, um, that are on the bridge, and when they come with that huge truck, and the man started laughing at me, he said, I know who you are. You ran out of gas. But he was nice enough to pull me to the gas station. I say all of that to say that I'm thinking about the woman. And why is it it's always the good people that die? I've been on the Cross Bronx Expressway many times, and the vehicles are speeding by. And a woman who was a dedicated New York City special ed teacher, fundraiser, and she had got into an accident on the Cross Bronx Expressway. This happened yesterday. Shelly Vilsant, Vilsant, and she was texting her daughter that she was nervous because the trucks were flying by. And, folks, when you're, you don't realize it until you're outside the vehicle or 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 you can you're stopped and and you can you can literally feel it. So 49 year old lady special ed teacher she rear ends a tractor trailer carrying mail. And by the way folks, I received all your emails about the check washing. Thank you. And thank you for letting me know the 60 minutes I did this story as well. And I had had no idea that's why they changed the mailboxes so it's only very, very narrow where you can get in. I thought it was terrorism-related. But anyway, and so she hits the, the tractor trailer carrying mail, and this was near University, the University Avenue overpass. I, I went to school not far from there at a PS70 a elementary school, and this was early Tuesday morning. 
She's texting her daughter that she's nervous, that she's scared. And sure enough, she gets rear-ended by another uh, truck. A big rig hit her Range uh, Rover SUV, flipping it over. Uh, and it went up into more of the other vehicle, but it flipped over, and then it exploded into flames. And so here it is. Uh, it's now December 1st. We're into the month of uh, the holidays. And this wonderful lady is no longer with us. Let's get back to Trump, the dinner, Kanye, Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. It's been a while. It's good to talk to you, man. Um, Same. I feel the same. Thank you. I kind of feel this is just another contrived thing, and I'll tell you why. Um, They, the Democrats want to get dirt on Trump. So you're always going to have these kind of setups, in my opinion, okay? But more importantly, the media needs to perpetrate the narrative on Trump. You'll notice right after Jim Jordan read them possible charges against the Biden, Bidens, um, the next business day, Garland came out and announced a new investigation into Trump. It was basically telling the media back to your regularly scheduled programming, okay? I think that it's a dual – it serves a dual purpose. It gives the Democrats ammunition against Trump, and it gives the media something to talk about other than the disaster that their president is wreaking on this country. And I think it's that in a nutshell. I really do. I don't think Trump has anything to apologize for. The dude is not a racist. He's not an anti-Semitic guy. I mean – Come on, man. I mean, how how long do we have to put up with this nonsense? Okay, but Robert, but Robert, but but you you had me into the last uh, fifteen seconds there. So right. we we all know that Kanye is sick. He really yeah. needs to be on his medication or or hospitalized. Mm-hmm. And that alone, that alone, that doesn't tell you that maybe I better stay away from this guy. Publicly, but if the guy is a friend and you think he needs help and you have him for dinner, and then when you come in and see that he's there with a couple of his friends and don't think anything of it, I could easily see that happening. Well, let, let me that, let me tell you where you're right, Robert. There were no cameras you, you, there. You, you just was, you just like educated a- me on on something here. When you just said, you know, he met with him privately, which is true. It wasn't a public uh, gathering. So Mr. Right. Trump was not advertising this. So 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 you are correct. And it does beg to question whether or not Kanye West set him up. Or or well, he's that's just possible. Or he's just I wouldn't, I crazy wouldn't even as a bat. And, at that, Dominic. Uh-huh. Well <laughs> I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even hazard a guess at that, man. Mm-hmm. I really wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I, so, I, I appreciate your call, Robert, from Philadelphia. It's and, been a while. We appreciate I love you. Things around with you too, man. Well, thank I you. Love thank things you. around with you thank too. Thank you, man. We got nothing but love have for you as night, well. Bud. And you have a uh, uh, a great night, a good morning as well. Teddy and Yonkers, good morning. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Uh good morning, Don. Uh Dominic, the bottom line is this. Being I am an American Jew. I would not want to associate with anyone who is a blatant anti-Semite. And you being an African-American, I don't think you would want to associate with people that disparage blacks, and you know it for a fact. Teddy, Teddy, I'm going to stop you right there. Go ahead. With, with, with two points. One. And and I really I you gotta know that I know taking your call that there's nothing that's gonna ooze out of your mouth except for criticism of Trump. I already know that before I take your call. But I wanna ask you this. Can you tell me two good things Trump did as president? Yeah, he he did things in the Middle East. He moved uh, he he established the uh, capital, the, the embassy in Jerusalem, the United States embassy in Jerusalem. He established that the Jeru- that Jerusalem was the capital of Israel, okay. and he had peace accords. But Dominic, you can't excuse, you can't say, oh, he did one some things good with his right hand, but then he's just contrary to the left hand. Okay, and and my second, my- was a teacher. For 
for 35 years okay, in New York wait, City. But Teddy, I taught at Dewey Clinton High School Teddy, for five years. Teddy, okay? You Teddy. can't act in an aberrant behave way and say, oh, I just had some bad days. It doesn't hey, Teddy, smash, Dominic. Teddy, wait, wait, Teddy. What year did you retire uh, from teaching and from Clinton High School? Oh, I taught. I retired from two, in 2004. I okay. taught from 71 to 76, but and then the, the city almost went bankrupt, and I got excess. Because I went, I, I went to Clinton in the early um, 80s, one of five high schools that uh, that I attended. That, that Maybe it was the late 70s. And I went there to play football, but I felt like it was prison and had to transfer out of there immediately. It was all boys at the time. And Joe from Preciosa Cl- was a great coach. Yes, yes, Coach Preciosa. Yes, we agree. So I never, I never suited up for uh, Clinton. I suited up for Cardinal Hayes. I suited up for Kennedy, and then I played out in Seattle, Washington. But here's my second question, Teddy. You yes. said that I would not want to be around anyone that's going to make negative comments, in essence, about African Americans. That's what you said, right? I believe so. Yes, sir. Right, but 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 Teddy, and I respect you as a teacher. But how do you know that? I guess I don't. You don't. You don't, Teddy, because I've had to interview people that are outright racist. But the job goes on. And let me tell you what happened, right? I've had to sit down with people. I can't repeat the comments uh, that they've that the people made about Dr. King and other prominent African-Americans. But guess what? When the lights went out from the TV camera, they shook my hand. I shook their hand. It, the, the show was over. So, so Teddy, I, I have had to interact with people that may not uh, uh, put African Americans in the best light. It comes with the job. That's what I do for a living, Teddy. I, under, I understand that. On a bit your your professional life, I understand the situation that you're under. But would you want to have them as friends? That's my point. I wouldn't want to associate with someone who is anti-Semitic as a friend and go to his house or attend a party with him there. I would not feel comfortable. And that's what I want all of your callers, especially the the previous caller from Philadelphia, okay, and others. I don't want to get into names. I'm not that type of individual, but that's my point. Okay. Well, I hear you, Teddy. And I, I really do wish, thank you for the call, that I had the time to fully respond, but I am already four minutes late for a uh, break. Dominic Carter here with you on Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, our Carter Care segment and Frank Morano is standing by at the top of the hour. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight, and we will have more of your telephone calls. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. This time, short and sweet and to the point here. I can't believe this. Mayor Adams, who, by the way, is in Qatar, or headed to Qatar, is on the hunt for a rat czar with, quote, killer instincts to get the city rid of the rats. Okay, nobody likes the rats. We all want the rats gone, right? But the mayor has made reducing the city's rat population a top priority, which begs to say, Mr. Mayor, I wish you would show the same energy when it comes to reducing crime. But now the mayor is hiring a director of rodent mitigation to oversee the killing as many of the rodents in as little a time as possible. And the ad, the ad says for this job, do you have what it takes to do the impossible? A background in urban planning, project management, or government. And most importantly, the drive, determination, and killer instinct needed to fight the real enemy New York City's relentless rat population. If so, your dream job awaits. New York City, New York's citywide director of rodent mitigation. The salary is no laughing matter. People are 
going through tough times and this job to kill rats oversee the supervisor of killing rats pays $120,000 up to $170,000. Go figure. I guess, I guess with all the COVID money and, you know, the MTA is talking about the fares going up tremendously, but the mayor hires aides that goes from a thirty-five, $39,000 pension to a quarter of a million dollar salary with no background in, in that field. And now we're going to have a rat. We're going to have Matt. We're going to have a, 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 a rat czar that could pay up to $170,000. Matt Blaine. And you're going to have a degree in urban management, urban planning. I guess to outsmart the rats. Right, right, right. And they'll pay you 120 grand. Right. right. To, uh, up to up to 170. To be a glorified pest controller is up basically to, up what to it is. 170. 170 grand to be a glor to kill rats. Yes, to kill rats. Wow. So I'm 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 I'm, I'm in the wrong business. Uh, perhaps, perhaps you know. <laughs> but I, I, I don't have a degree in urban planning. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I can't outsmart the rats. <laughs> I was going to say it looks like I got to go back to school then. Right, right, right. right. You, you know, guys, uh, Matt and Kenneth, I'm I'm thinking about the fact that as soon as I get home. My my, and I'm going right back to the telephone calls. My wife is up in Rhode Island uh, with my son, watching my grandkids, and I've got to go home this morning. I I can't go to sleep until I cover up the parakeets. So we got two new parakeets. Parakeets. I've got, you got two parakeets. Parakeets. Now? Now. What are their names? I, I think she named them what we Ricky and Lucy or something like that. <laughs> All right, I, I've I've got the the uh, the turtle. I I Ricky the turtle's name is Ricky. I've got to feed Ricky. Turn off his light that's been on all day. The cat is going to look at me, Beyonce, like I'm crazy. And he stands there. Look, I had to buy a cage that stands up high so the cat can't get to the parakeets. And I'm gonna have to. The cat is now into this liquid food. They have this like liquid something, and you mix it sometimes with anyway, and 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 like a slim gym for cats. I you know, and so I've got to do all of this when I leave radio this morning after driving an hour back to Rockland County. Dominic Carter, and, zoo, zookeeper, zookeeper, <laughs> and, and I'm reduced to standing here talking about rats. And a salary of $170,000. Beyonce must be looking at those parakeets. <laughs> no. Licking no, his chops. Yeah, because cause Beyonce doesn't do anything with field mice. Beyonce looks at me like, leave me. I don't want to be bothered. Oh, it's one of those cats. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> Let's get back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go to Dominic in Staten Island. Hey, Dominic, you got a wonderful first name. <laughs> Thank you, Dominic. I enjoy your show. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to I just wanted to make a point that uh, Trump is a private citizen, so uh, he wants to invite these clowns for a meal. That's his business. No, Dominic, um, it, it's I, not I, that simple. It's not that simple. He's the former president of the United States, and he could be the leader of the free world again. It's not that simple, Dominic. Well, it's up to the people if they want to elect him. Uh, I mean, uh, that's true. Basically, I just like to make a point about myself. I have uh, an anti-Semitic. I have a friend that has anti-Semitic views, but we're friends, though. And uh, we uh, am I supposed to uh, ask someone else's permission before I can uh, break bread with them? I, I mean, uh, but Dominic, but 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 I, but I, Dominic, I have to be honest with you, and and this is a mistake that that a lot of you are making. Dominic, you nor I, we're not the former leader of the free world. We're not Donald Trump. So we cannot compare our situations to that of Mr. Trump. I hear you. You know, that's still your buddy. You want to break bread with him. But you nor I, Dominic, are not the leader of the free world or former leader of the free world. Correct? Yes, I understand. I understand. But still, uh, it's uh, basically it's up to the people of the nation whether they want to elect him or not, though, regardless of. Oh, that's true. With, though. I mean, that's his business. That's true. Dominic, thank you for Hi. the call. Thank you. Let's go to Charlie in Hell's Kitchen. Good morning, Charlie. What's on your mind? Uh, the, the Trump meeting. I, I think Trump made a mistake. I think he should apologize. Uh, he's obviously not a racist or anti-Semite, but his inability, his seemingly inability to course correct, I find to be troublesome, and especially for someone who wants to be leader of the free world again. He should be able to just 
outright. It was very easily he should be able to just disavow the statements that, that Kanye West has made, let alone this other guy, Nick Fuentes. And so I, I, I don't know why he's unable to do that. I, I find that well, Charlie, I, you see, and folks, the, the, this is another point I'm trying to get across. You ha- thank you for the call, Charlie. You have to remember with the media and Trump, it's payback time. The media is licking its lips, saying we can't wait for Trump to run again. Payback time. And Trump is saying that I'd rather see hell freeze over than listen to you, the media, and make me apologize. So you have each side in their corners, and uh, th- th- this is not going to uh go away uh it, it'll it'll fade from the headlines and hopefully kanye uh will stop with his outrageous uh be- behavior let's go to frank frank on long island good morning frank you're on talk radio 77 wabc hey dom first i have to have a laugh knowing adams he'll hire in a harvard mba to get the rats instead of an exterminator. Okay, that's who we'll bring in. I'm telling you, it'll be somebody from Princeton, Yale, or Harvard. Mm, yeah. Uh, hey, I, I, hey, Frank, I, I have a comment there too, but I don't want to take. I try not to take cheap shots at the mayor. I try not. Okay. To. But but <laughs> so, so go ahead. You. Okay, go ahead, Frank. Uh, I'm not half as concerned as everybody is about Trump, a private citizen, having the lunch with an old friend, Kanye who he knew many years before he was claimed to be a, a, an anti-Semite. I'm more concerned with the current president. He releases an itinerary every day, which is public information. He has one or two things on the itinerary. But here's what he won't give you. He has spent over 200 days of his presidency in Delaware, and he will not re, uh He will not give out, nor will the Secret Service give out, who he's meeting with on those weekends. And if you don't think he's meeting with some very important people, you have to be very naive. Why won't they reveal those logs? Well, Frank, when a person is right, they're right, and and you're correct. You're correct uh, in this case, and it is the situation that exists and I, I, I guess uh, to answer your question, it's because for right now, for right now, the people around Biden are, are smoother. I know that's hard to believe are, are smoother for right now in this instance and in making sure that information does not leak out. But, Frank, I, I thank you for the call. You make a, a very, very, very good point. I'm now joined by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, good sir. Good morning, Dominic. Hello. So you got your Steve Young jersey That's right. on. Throw and we, back to 30 years ago. And we only have 40 seconds, but uh, but what do you have coming uh, up? This, this is my last show of the week. I'm going off out off to Mexico for my oh, brother-in-law's right. wedding. Mexico. So we're going we're gonna to do a lot of Friday things on okay. this program, just like we did last week. So we're going to start with Ask Frank Anything. So whatever people have questions about for the next hour, I'll take them. Brian Kilmeade is going to join us a little later to talk about his event in New Jersey tonight and we'll do denunciations, and we'll have some fun. Well, folks, I will be back tomorrow, same time, same station, after news headlines with Alex Barnard. Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight is coming up.